You're listening to the Heart Healer Radio Network, your guide to creating consciously. We welcome you with an open heart and soul intention to provide you with heart-centered wisdom to support your amazing life's journey with information about holistic approaches to healing and resources for you to create your ideal life. From vibrant health and nurturing relationships to financial abundance and joy-filled service, discover your soul purpose and experience the fullness of life on the Heart Healer Radio Network. It's our joy to serve you. Thank you for listening to the Heart Healer Radio Network. Welcome to Live with Eileen Gottlieb, the Heart Healer. For the next hour, Eileen will share spiritual insights, heart-centered wisdom, and offer free intuitive readings to help you with personal and professional struggles and issues. Phone lines are open now, so call to get in queue at 619-924-9726. That's 619-924-9726. Call now to speak with your guide to Conscious Heart Connection. And now your host, Eileen Gottlieb, the Heart Healer. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. It is uh, with mixed feelings that I come back on the air tonight, to be honest with you. I am Eileen, the Heart Healer, and you're listening to Live with Eileen Gottlieb, the Heart Healer. And we visit here every Sunday night, most times, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And and I think that um, what sums it up for me is the title that I was asked to talk about tonight, the subject matter, which was and is, is two weeks long enough to grieve a loss. So I'm a very private person and when you have a live radio show, most of the time, it's fairly easy to be a spiritual teacher, which is what I am here to do, be a facilitator of healing, which is what I am here to do, and to help people in whatever way I am intuitively guided through channel to offer wisdom to help everyone along this journey of life that can sometimes bring us to our knees, right? Loss is is a very um, broad word. It has a lot of meaning to a lot of people. Um, For me, um, two weeks ago today, um, I observed, because of COVID and could not travel, the burial of my mother. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do this show without getting very choked up. I'm still in my grieving. And it's been really hard to hold a space um, other than feeling all of the emotions that I'm feeling. And some people can do it differently. That make it good, bad, right, wrong. Grieving, as I share with so many of my clients, because grief counseling from a spiritual perspective is part of what I've done for over 25 years. And as a hospice nurse since the early 80s, I have always been comfortable with sharing wisdom and listening to people share out there feelings that they're experiencing and their experience of loss and grieving. But when it's your own, it's interesting if we're able to step outside of it to observe it. For most of us, that's very difficult to do. I know it's almost impossible for me to do it, but I'm getting snippets of interesting 
awarenesses that have been coming to me over the last almost three weeks since my mom passed or transitioned to spirit or died, whatever the language is that works for you. It's a challenging time. And for someone who's a channel, an empath, a reader, a facilitator of healing, all of those are my hats, among others. It's hard to do the work when you're knee-deep or up to your eyeballs in your own emotions. And that's what grieving is all about. And we want to be very gentle with ourselves when we do experience this type of these types of emotions these types of experiences but loss is not just about the death of someone and certainly 2 weeks is not enough time to lose after losing a parent we each have a lot of different issues that we are in need of resolving this process of grieving. And for some, the process of grieving takes years before we find some sense of balance in it. For others, it's shoved under the carpet and people don't want to look at it because it's so painful so much of the time. Some people absorb themselves deeply into their faith beliefs. And that assists them in moving through this time. If you don't have faith beliefs, spiritual beliefs, then that's not a tool that's available to you. But loss is not just, as I said, it's not just about the death of someone. It's the loss of anything significant that can create this grieving process. And grieving is a circular process. We've talked about this on the show in the past. So many people are grieving right now. So many different kinds of losses. Whether it's the loss of their freedom to go to a restaurant, the loss of their freedom to spend time with their friends, their family, their clients, whether it's a feeling of loss in a belief system, a trust and faith in a political system, a healthcare system, an economic system, the loss of unity in this country is a palpable loss. And so many people are experiencing it. There is a sense of divisiveness, a division between one ideology versus another. And we need to find our way to a unity belief system, one that will support everyone in this country, not just one group if we are to survive and thrive as a country, this is going to be very important. So although I didn't expect to be talking about politics, and I won't talk about politics, I will talk about voting and the right to vote. I will talk about a lack of peace and a lack of a sense of unity that's being experienced, but I will not talk about politics. I don't talk about politics to people that I know. I'm certainly not going to bring it up on air. But I do want you to understand, if you are living in the United States and you are registered to vote, you have a right to vote your conscience. And if you don't get out there to vote your conscience, someone else's vote will take care of it for you. And it may not be for the ideology, for the person, for the beliefs 
that you stand for. And so I encourage everyone, if you have not voted yet, whether you have a mail-in ballot, if you haven't mailed in your mail-in ballot, walk it to your local um, uh, local uh, election offices. There are drop-off boxes. You can hand it to someone. I usually do a mail-in ballot and chose to vote in person for early voting. This election was that important to me in spite of COVID in spite of being in grieving. I have not really re-engaged with the world. I'm kind of surprised I'm here tonight with you, but now that I'm here, I'm grateful to be sharing this time with you. This community of humanity, beyond our country, within our country, we are all connected. Energetically, we're but one presence, and we need to start thinking in terms of everyone's benefit, everyone's rights when we go to exercise our right to vote. I pray that we all find our path, our hearts, and that's the way we choose to be with each other, irregardless of what our core ideology and beliefs are, irregardless of how or who we vote. We are human beings sharing this land sharing this water, sharing this air. We share food sources. We share everything. We have to start thinking about each other and do so from a place of love to the greatest extent that we can. We just experienced a full moon, and the full moon is, I've had a lot of them this year. The full moons are, are classic times for clearing out whatever serves our highest to let go of. And what a perfect time for a powerful full moon right before this upcoming election. I invite you to use the energy of this full moon and sit with it quietly and ask that whatever serves your highest good that keeps you from being at peace within you and with others to be cleared with grace, with ease, completely So that when this election comes on Tuesday, the greater energy that is present is one of love rather than one of divisiveness. Grief does funny things to us. Some people jump back into their lives and they get very busy. And it helps them because it helps them to deal with the energy of their emotions. For other people like me, I've been hiding. (laughs) I have been on social media for about a month. And it's very challenging coming back to it. So I'm going to take my time. And I'm grateful that. You are all being patient with me. I'm so grateful for all of you that have called in tonight and are waiting in the queue. I'm I'm so grateful for your presence, for remembering that I'm still here. (laughs) Very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the patience that my clients have have, um, been holding for a holding a space for me 
um, for my family as we move through this this very sacred time of remembering our mom. 95 years is a very long time to live, don't you think? How can we possibly grieve the loss of someone that's been in our lives since the moment we took our first breath for two weeks? Why do we expect that of ourselves? Well, I'm being very kind to myself to the greatest extent that I can and just allowing for that space of being able to cry if I need to, to be quiet if I need to, to reach out to a friend if I need to, and I invite you to do the same. The only way to move through grief is to actually move through it, to be in it in order to move through it. So many practitioners that work with people experiencing different types of grief and loss will say, if we breathe, we grieve. In essence, what that means, if it's not obvious, right, it's part of being human. There's no way to avoid it. We in an existence that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the end is a transition out of our bodies. To me, we go back to spirit. But it doesn't matter what I believe about the eternal nature of our soul essence and the wisdom that that we have access to and we're not in these bodies and how expansive and free It is. While in the body, we are living in this construct, in this existence of physicality, emotions, ego, mind, personality, words. This is our reality. And in order for us to honor our sole purpose for being here, is to remember how to be a loving presence unto ourselves first, that all of our life experiences are designed for that in mind, that lesson, then we can keep asking ourselves, what's the most loving choice? Picking up the phone and reengaging in business or not? Picking up the phone and calling a friend or not. We have to know what serves us. We have to have a sense of connectedness to our own intuition, our own wisdom, so that we do know what serves us. For me as an empath, and for those of you that join me in that gift, we feel our way through our life experiences. So I invite you, if you're ever not sure what's the most loving choice for you under any circumstances, feel into it. Imagine the experience and breathe it into your heart and feel it. And if it feels right to you, then by all means, there's your answer. If there's something about that experience that doesn't feel right to you, then make a choice that doesn't involve engaging in that experience. I have found that way of being to be the most powerful, always the easiest because so many people don't quite get it, but that's okay. I invite you to be able to make choices in that way because the more loving the choice, the easier the journey. The more loving the choice, the easier the journey. And I wish for you grace and ease, a sense of inner peace, and a whole lot of love as you move through your lives, no matter what's going on. And to remember that you're not alone in the experience of it, even though at times you will feel 
very alone. But you're not. But it is important to allow yourself, if that's the feeling you're having, to be in it and move through it the best that you can. I am here for you if there is anything I can do to support you. I love working with my clients. I have enjoyed the privilege of serving over thousands of people in 25 years of doing this work. So if there's something that is troubling you, if you're looking for a path to finding peace in your relationship with yourself or someone else, if you're struggling with some aspect of your life and you can't figure out how to get beyond it, please reach out to me. It will be my joy to be of service to you. And so we do have, besides this show on a weekly basis, we do have one other complimentary offering each month. For those of you that have not experienced this, I offer a new moon clearing process, not a full moon, a new moon clearing process each month. And because the lunar cycle is, is variable, it's not on the exact same day each month. This month, uh, our new moon clearing call will be on Monday, November 9th. That's a week from tomorrow at noon Eastern time. If you have not experienced this call, all you need to do is register. The link is in the show description. Or you are welcome to go to my website at Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, The Heart Healer. That's Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, TheHeartHealer.com. And please feel free to look under the events uh, page. And if you click on, as the calendar opens, if you click on November 15, 1-5, you will see the link that you register for this monthly event. You only need to register one time and um, that will offer you reminder emails as well as you will receive a link to the replay within a few hours of the call completing. This is a, um, a complimentary new moon clearing process each month to assist you in clearing out your energy so that you can sit down and write some really powerful intentions. That's what the new moon is all about. Some wonderful and powerful intentions the next lunar cycle. All right. Well, I made it through, didn't I? Okay. So RJ, sweet man, we are blessed to have RJ, our producer, with us tonight. RJ, you with me tonight? I am here. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you've been really kind to our our people in the queue. So, where shall we begin with our um, live readings tonight? We're going to visit New York and speak with Maria. She's a return caller from a long time ago. Okay, wonderful, Maria. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hi, hi, all right. First of all, I hear your mother pass away. I want to say I really do. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Maria. I appreciate it. How can we be of service to you tonight? What's going on in your world? Uh, Whatever I want to ask, I think I need to go on a business with me and my daughter and one friend of my daughter. You think it's going to be okay? I don't know. Okay. The first time. Maria, your accent is very strong. So very slowly. A, I need I need you to ask your question again because I'm not understanding you. So so let's try again. I say I want to go to business with my daughter and okay. a friend of the, a friend of my daughter. I want okay. to know if she's going to do okay or not. Okay. Okay. May I ask what kind of business you're looking to go into? Uh, eat or cook. Say it one more time. To cook. A cook. 
so oh, it's a cooking, like a catering right. or personal chef? Right, not just a mere cook, yes. So you would be going into people's homes and cooking for them, or you would be cooking food and dropping it off? Yes. Which one? Yes. It's the same thing you're going to do, like a pancake from Cecilia. Okay. So I'm not completely understanding what you're saying. So I'm I'm just going to go with how this feels for me. So cooking for people? Yes. Cooking cooking meals? Yes? Yes. Okay. So give me just a second to tap into this because this is an, a really interesting time to be in that kind of business. It's not safe to go into people's homes and cook in their home. No, 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 no. But preparing meals and dropping them off, that's yeah, a, a really what? good business. It's not a restaurant, right? No. So it's a private, private chef business, yeah? Right. Okay. This feels really wonderful, um, Maria. Um, let me just tap into the three of you together, um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to this kind of business. So, who's the chef, are you the chef? Yes. Hmm. Do you have a special kind of um, a kind of food that you like to prepare, or are you going to prepare yes. based on the needs of the client? No, 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 no. Just one thing is something special. That's it. And what's your specialty? Is it like some pastas and something like that and things like that? Okay, so you're preparing Italian food, yeah? Right. Okay. Um, I love the idea of it. I really do. I'm going to say to you, Maria, that the potential for this business is, is good. You have a lot of uh, laws and rules that you're going to have to follow, like having a commercial kitchen that you can access in order to provide food and sell it to other people. Right? Right. There are a lot of moving parts to having a business like this, but it feels it has potential to be very successful. Kind of like instead of having the restaurant, you would also be able to interface with food delivery services as well. Does that make sense to you? Right. There's a lot of potential for this. I highly recommend that you look into it, but take your time with it. Make sure that you know everything that you need to know about it before you invest any time, any money into it, right? But it feels like it has a great deal of potential, and I would invite you to really look into it. Right. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm I'm excited for you. This is, you know, to to find the right clients that that want uh family meals because we there's so many people eating in still with COVID to develop a reputation now. It can turn into an Italian food catering business you know, when right. everything opens up a bit more. But I really feel like this this can be a very successful business if done correctly. Sure. Right. Thank you very much. Maybe You're welcome, Maria. You're welcome. Thanks. Have a good rest of your night, honey, okay? I have another question. Okay, give it to me now. I no, honey, I I've got other people right. in the queue. It's another one time I, I call about this situation. 
and let you know better stuff. And then I could, so I'm going to do it. I could send something to you too. All right. Thank you very, very much. I'm sorry if you're lost. Thank you, Maria. I appreciate that. Blessings, honey. You have a good Thank rest you. of your night, okay? Thank you. God bless you. You're welcome. Bye-bye, Bye-bye now. All right, RJ, where are we off to? Well, we're off to my neck of the woods. We're going to speak with Janet. She's a first-time caller from Virginia. All right. Good evening, Janet. Hi. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. I was wondering if you could possibly, thank you, um, connect me to, um, I have a spouse that I lost a while back, and I'm just really having a very difficult time. Um, it's been a while, and I still cannot seem to get feet on the ground. Um, okay, so Janet, you could possibly help me. Uh, I need you to say that at the beginning of that again because you're a little muffled and I didn't fully hear you. What what happened a long okay. time ago? Um, I lost a spouse, um, and I'm just having a really tough time um, dealing with it, um, grieving with it, and just kind of getting myself together. I hear you. How long has it been, sweetie? It's been a year and a half. Okay. And how long were you married, may I ask? Yes, 12 years. Okay. And sometimes it feels like it just happened, right? Yeah, definitely. It seems like it was today, and it seems like it was forever at the same time. I know. And you know what, Janet? That is very normal for grief. A year and a half, that first year is always the most challenging because, and not just for you, and not just because of the death of a spouse, it's any loss from death or otherwise. That first year is always the most challenging because. Every um, life cycle event, birthday, anniversary, um, anything will trigger your grief. Separate and apart from well, just day-to-day I've breathing. Just, I've just, I haven't been able to get out of it for a minute. I mean, it's just been, it's been difficult. It's been very, very hard. I hear you. Do you have... Anything that is unresolved between you and your spouse? Well, I think you always have little issues, everything that's unresolved. Everybody always has regrets. It's always something you could have done, you know, but it's not that. It's just I have such, I mean, I was just, we were just so deeply in love with one another, you know. It's, I hear you. It's just been really, you. really difficult. It's like, Part of me is gone. I'm talking about literally part of me is gone. And it is. And it is. That's a very palpable, true statement. And I think that when we try and make it something different than that, it it doesn't fit right. There is a part of you that is literally gone. Energetically as well as specifically. There are many different ways that people move through their grief. One way is is to allow yourself to be in it. A year and a half and you're still in it as much as you were in the beginning, that's concerning. And so... One thing that I might invite you to do is to create something, whether it is an altar, and I'm going to sneeze. You're going to forgive me. Hold on. (coughs) Sneezing on my first. It might be something of interest to either create an altar, not to be maudlin, but something that you include in the altar that's 
speaks about your commitment to the future and creating something that feels good to you. Some people do gardens, you know, we're coming into fall and we're in fall, we're coming closer to the winter months. So doing a garden in Virginia outside would probably not work, but doing something inside that you can prepare for spring to then plant it outside, something that will affirm for you that you're still alive. Because reengaging with life, Janet, and committing to staying alive is part of the process. Well, I find a reason. Yeah, I stay very, very busy. I mean, just very, very, very busy. But, I mean, I feel like I'm not living, I'm existing, if you understand that statement. I do. Um, That's what I feel like. I do. And it may just take you as long as it's going to take you. As long as you are functioning, you get up every day, you shower, you eat, you engage with the world then believe it or not, you're okay. You just need to give yourself more time. And don't have an expectation as to how long that time needs to be. Well, it's just hard even doing that because I feel I can't find any true joy in anything. That's what's so difficult. You know, it's like all my joy has been taken away, and I try. I do move forward, but it's still the same thing. You know, I wake up every morning, and I'm like, this is not a dream. This really happened, you know? I do. I do. Grief counseling is something that you might want to consider. I don't I did, know if I did was Pardon? I did that. I've did everything. I've did everything. I've did counseling. Okay. I've did, did journaling. I've done everything as possible, even conceivable of you know okay. trying to do. I hear you. I can't find you a quick answer on on a call in radio show. I can make some suggestions. I can tell you that what you're feeling is normal. I can say to you that if you are functioning, even though you're not feeling joy, that you're okay. You may consider, if it is unmanageable, to contact your doctor and consider some short-term use of medications to assist you or CBD oil, which also helps with things like this, these experiences. But part of the problem when we, when we have had a loss is, and you, you spoke of it, is that there is literally a tearing apart of the energy field. And sometimes healing that part of the energy field, bringing that back into integrity, allows for a re-entry pathway, shall we say, to being in our lives differently. Consider well, I the mean, things- I've had many, I have had many losses in my life, and that's I've been able to overcome them. But this has been different. It's been very, very different. I, I get it. I get it. And what we know about grieving is that we never grieve one loss. So all of the other losses that you've experienced are all getting blended together with this one as well, which only exaggerates it even more. It's, it's normal. Yeah. It's not comfortable, but it's to be expected. I'm going to invite you to consider if you have not done any kind of energetic healing with someone, you know, be in touch. <clears throat> either with someone local to your community or feel free to reach out to me privately. And you okay. might find that that might be helpful to you. It might help stabilize your energy field enough that you would be able to re-engage with some of the joy. 
The other thing that I have found to be helpful is the Ho'oponopono prayer. And how you might consider using that is the following statement. So, excuse me, we're about 40 minutes into the show. If you want to listen to the replay, if you don't get it all down, but it is, this is the statement that you might consider. To whatever memories are in me that are the cause for my grieving, for my heart pain, on any and all levels, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and what that does is it begins to initiate the clearing of whatever the underlying cause for your grieving is. You know what losses you've had. You know what's triggering the feeling of grief. But there's always more than what we know. We only know about less than 1% of what's really going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. When we, when we are referring to the emotions <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> that we're experiencing. Well, you know, you find gratefulness. I find, you know, appreciation and things in my life and what I have experienced and the joy, especially this relationship brought to me. But it's feel the yearning, the sadness kind of overpowers that. If you're experiencing the joy, you just need to be patient. It's just going to take time. And I can't tell you how long that's going to be. But be grateful for those moments that you have the joy. You might consider the Ho'oponopono and, and have reasonable expectations of what okay. what your feelings are going to be and, and just keep keep living. Keep living. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good night. You're morning. welcome. You're welcome, Janet. Uh, Blessings, honey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. All right, RJ, where are we off to? <clears throat> and I'm We're sorry for all York. this coughing tonight. Good Lord. Okay, we're going back to New York. New York and speak with Catherine. Okay. Hello. Good evening, Catherine. Good evening. Good evening. I I just I am sending you big hugs and kisses and all my <laughs> condolences for Thank your you. mom and just yeah, just many many blessings and and all all the love, just all the love. I just Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <clears throat> How can we be of service to you tonight, sweet lady? I I did this project. Um it starts with the letter L. It's um a short project and I'm I'm done with it. And I'm wondering if I should um extend it, um, make it to a longer uh project, a longer endeavor, or if it's good the way it is and move on to the next. Okay. All right. Hold on one second. Let me just connect in with that. If you would just kind of breathe into your heart for me, Catherine. Yes. Thank you. So we're looking for any wisdom we might offer you regarding the short project beginning with an L. Is it complete or does it, does it need to be extended? it or does it serve your highest good to extend it and feeling like longer is better it's incomplete uh. there is definitely potential for it to expand um, I want to say something short term like if it was short term short term like if it's a project like a work project um, yeah. maybe maybe till the end of the year and then reassess it. Is that something that's that's appropriate for this project? I could I could do that. Yes, like um, work on it until the end of the year and combine it with what I have already. It feels it feels like the completion point is the end of 2020, and and that something about it 
is like a um, uh, they're showing me like a um, like a diving board, a springboard. Whatever this is in its completed form is a springboard for something coming into 2021. Does that make sense with you knowing what the project is? Yes, yes, because somebody could see it and hire me from it. Perhaps. Um, or somebody, Perhaps. Or I, can, or I can just do another one, like it's like a confidence builder for me. I hear you. I hear you. There is something about this that that definitely is a springboard. It's also something that in in order for it to be a springboard, it's it's almost as if it's a foundational piece, right? So there's something about the this being a foundation builder for something that you that you bring into fruition in 2021. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. And I, I, I will call you at the end of 2021 and let you know what happened. I would love that. Thank you, Catherine. That would be wonderful. All right, sweetie. You have a good rest of your night then. All right. You too. Much love and blessings to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, RJ. Where are we off to, sweet man? We will stay in New York and speak with Christine. Okay. Good evening, Christine. Uh, Good evening. And how are you this evening? I'm well. I'm well. How can we be of service to you tonight, sweetie? <laughs> oh, thank you for asking. I um, I took on a position that I haven't worked since um, 2017 because I was recovering from an illness. And now I'm back to work. It's part-time, and uh, the job is very nice. But I have to say I, I struggle with it, and... Every day I'm like, I like it, and then I don't like it, and then I like it, and I'm like, I don't, just don't know where I'm going with it. I I want to keep it. It's good for me. It's work from home. You know, it's like mm-hmm. what you ask for, that kind of thing. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I struggle with it, and I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what to do. Okay. So when you when you accepted this position, what was your goal? I okay, that's a really good question. My goal was both of my kids moved out of the house. I my granddaughter's in school, and I felt myself just not have anything um, positive for myself. I thought maybe working would uh, bring my spirits up, and I would feel good about it. I would have some type of feedback and you know, a rewarding feeling working Mm -hmm. again. It's it's not something I ever dreamed of doing, but I thought it would be good for me. Okay. And, and has that goal been achieved? Okay. Hmm. It's like, it's yes. And yet there's a little bit of a black cloud over it. Okay. So what you got to see is that getting back into the workforce is possible. You you got to see that it does give you something purposeful to do, something constructive. Yeah. You found an ideal work situation, especially in this time where you're working from home. So now assess what it is that you're doing and what the what kind of make your list put a line down the center what are the positives to what you're doing what are the things that you find to be challenging which side outweighs the other what's changeable and and if it isn't changeable within the structure of the work that you're doing okay is it possible to find something else that would bring you more joy okay sometimes just Stepping back 
especially if we're feeling ambivalent about something, to allow for ourselves to connect in and really ask ourselves, what is it that we're actually experiencing? What are the challenges? And then take a look at those, not judging them, but just matter of factly, well, you know, for example, I only want to work 20 hours. They're asking me to work 30. That's a deal breaker for a lot of people. And that can bring ambivalent feelings about a job. Do you know what I'm saying? It may not be what you're dealing with and it isn't, but it makes it easier to get clear so that you can then exercise your greatest human power, which is conscious choice. Okay. It gets to be really simple. Don't make it more complicated than that. That's, yeah. Yeah. I make everything complicated. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Do you know why you do that? Um, I have, um, well, I get very nervous and Mm -hmm. I'm constantly thinking what someone's going to be thinking about me. Hmm. So basically as I'm doing a job, I'm thinking probably, well, when I mess this up, they're just going to hate me. And then this one's going to think this about me and this. So it's, it's a constant. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm always, I'm always beating myself up before I can even achieve anything. So, okay. So, so the job itself is not the issue. The only issue. No, it really isn't. The the job is, is the doorway for you to see who you're being in the experience of the job and then decide, do you want to continue to be that person or do you want to shift? You see the challenges that we have in our relationship with ourselves, Christine, wherever we go, we take our stuff with us. You know, it, it always, I always Mm -hmm. find it a, an interesting dynamic when someone says, you know, Life was really challenging when I lived over here and I moved and I started everything new and it's the same issue. Well, because wherever you go, there you are. We take our stuff with us. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so it may be that this part-time position isn't the right one for you, but that's not the point. The point is you want to see this information about who you're being with you. And what you can shift in that and then see how the job feels. Okay. And there are some really simple tools. To me, the Ho'oponopono is one of the most powerful yet simple tools for shifting how we are being in the experience of our lives, no matter what it is, physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. It doesn't matter. And so if that's something that speaks to you, I invite you to reach out to me privately because it's work that once you learn it, it's yours for life. You have a recorded session. I offer um, clearing statements that are Ho'oponopono related that you can start working with immediately. Something to think about. Okay. 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 But remember, it's not so much the job as it is how you feel about the job and mm-hmm. how you feel about yourself in yes. your relationship with yourself first. Yes. So get clear about yes. what you love about it, what you don't love about it, which one, which okay. list outweighs the other, and then decide, make a conscious choice if the job still serves you. Okay. Make sense? It sure does. All right, sweetie. I have to get more focused on it, yeah. Well, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Thank you again. You're welcome. Thank Thank you, honey. Blessings. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Mm -hmm. My joy. All right. RJ, is that everybody, sweet man? We have served the queue. Ah, Congratulations, you survived. Thank you. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I honestly did not 
did not think I would be able to do this. So I want to say thank you to you for being able to show up and be here tonight with me. I want to really thank our callers tonight and listening. Um, This is the first show I've done in, I think it's a month. Um, For those of you that came on after the beginning, my mom uh, transitioned to spirit um, and that's two weeks ago. And so it's still very fresh. It's still very, um, very emotional. And I'm, I'm having a challenge reengaging with my life. And this is part of my life, being able to be here with all of you and serve you in whatever way it is that I'm guided to do is my sole purpose for being here. So it feels good to be back and and doing what I love to do. So I'm grateful that you all called in because if you don't call in, I don't have anybody to talk to except RJ, which is fine. <laughs> you know, we love talking RJ and I, but that's not the purpose of this show. So I thank everyone so much. I'm very grateful. RJ, you are the sweetest man. Thank you so much for for being here tonight and anchoring so much love for me for me to be able to do the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm so glad to be able to be available to do so. Thank you. Thanks. All right. So I think what we'll do is we'll just do a quick heart connection, which is how we end our show. And for those of you that um, are new to the show, we're here every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Call in at 645 and you are guaranteed to be in the queue. Um, and for those of you that are looking for a little bit of clearing each month, join me on Monday, November 9th for this month's new moon clearing process to assist you in clearing out any old energy that you need to get rid of or that serves your highest good to get rid of. And then you can sit and write some very powerful intentions for the next lunar cycle. Our next new moon is Sunday, November 15th. So this is in preparation for that. All right. And if any of you find that you would like to schedule private time with me, you can reach out to me through my website at Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, thehearthealer.com. And forward slash contact. And there is a contact page there um, where you can send me a message or you can reach out to me. My contact information is on that page. All right, so as long as you're not driving or operating heavy machinery, go ahead and close your eyes, uncross your ankles and knees, relax your belly muscles, and take some nice, deep, slow breaths. Focus on that beautiful heart center as you breathe. Imagining your breath going into the heart center, that beautiful energy center in the middle of your chest, and imagine your breath coming out the front of it. Your breath comes in the front, going all the way to the back of your chest, and comes out the front of the energy center, that beautiful heart center. And now imagine a bubble of love light. You get to pick the color. I invite you not to choose red. Okay. And see that color of love light like a balloon or a warm, embracing light all around you. It's above you, below you, and front, behind, and all around. So now each breath in, you are breathing in love light and breathing it out. And the beauty of this bubble of light around you, it's a never-ending supply. You're never going to run out of it. So every time you breathe, you're breathing in love. And breathing it out. 
And now as you breathe, I want you to imagine every cell in your body filled with this beautiful love light. Every cell from every strand of hair throughout your head and face, throughout your neck and throat, throughout the torso and arms and hands, throughout the pelvis and hips, throughout your legs and your feet, and every cell of skin, every organ system deep within your body, all the way out and including every cell of skin filled and surrounded by love light. And breathe. So when you're feeling in judgment of yourself or you're feeling lost or you just can't seem to get grounded or the emotions you're experiencing are overwhelming in the moment, remember this bubble of love light that's always going to be there a never-ending supply of love and breathe it in. And fill yourself up. Because what it does is it raises your vibration, helping to release and transmute or change the energy of whatever is a source of suffering for you. And let's complete our time tonight by bringing in to our hearts a visual. Let's imagine all of the people in the United States. Everyone, bring them into your heart. Imagine them in a bubble of love light. And breathe them into your heart, surrounding them with your love. As we set an intention that only love exists for all of us. And that we intend for all those that choose to exercise their right vote to do so from a place of love and to make choices that benefit us all. One community, one heart of love. For this is where we are all the same and all connected anyway. And breathe. And we can extend that love to include our dear Mother Earth and all who dwell upon her, within her, and above her. I invite you to often think of all of us on this planet together and the planet herself as living, breathing, sentient beings. And surround them with love often and yourself. Love is a very powerful presence. I know your love for me tonight has been incredible support. And for that, I am very grateful. And I pray that the love that has come from my heart to yours has been helpful in some way as well. All right, one more deep breath in and slowly release it. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Get out there and vote. Encourage other people to do so. It's an important election. 
I surround you all with love. I wish you a fabulous week. And I look forward to seeing you back here on the Heart Healer Radio Network next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I am Eileen the Heart Healer. It has been my joy to be with you tonight. Blessings of much love and gratitude and good night. Plan now to tune in to the Heart Healer Radio Network at 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night for Live with Eileen Gottlieb, the Heart Healer. Eileen brings her passion for guiding and supporting you toward a loving relationship with yourself and will offer insights and heart-centered wisdom to help you with personal and professional struggles and issues. From vibrant health to financial abundance to joy-filled service, your journey can begin with Live with Eileen Gottlieb, Sunday night at 7 Eastern on the Heart Healer Radio Network.